Isn't it funny how we all start off with a plan or conception of what our life and career will look like, but oftentimes we end up in a completely different place than we ever could have dreamed? Well, this is a podcast where we sit down with celebrities, athletes, and entrepreneurs to hear how they handled life's unexpected events. I'm your host, Andrew East. I'm an engineer turned professional athlete turned entrepreneur, and I'm super excited to bring you these stories to help inspire you to reach your dreams, no matter what they look like. Holy smokes, you will not believe the week that I had. I got to see a dream turn into reality. Every week on the show, we do weekly redirects, and this is the biggest one yet. And if you guys remember our episode from last week, I was in Memphis playing with the Alliance of American Football team, the Memphis Express, and I was talking about quitting football. And sure enough, I wanted to sit down with you today, as I sit in Washington, D.C., to talk about how I signed with the Washington Redskins and played in my first NFL regular season game. But let's go ahead and dive right in. Welcome back to another episode. I got such amazing feedback from last week's episode where it was just me talking about identity and the importance of knowing who you are and what you are called to do. I was super nervous to put that out, but the feedback was really, really amazing. And thank you all for that. I'm glad I resonated with so many of you. This week's episode is going to be similar in the sense that it's going to be just me talking. And there's a lot that happened this week in my life that I wanted to kind of talk to you guys about and debrief with you all um, to provide some type or degree of inspiration. This is something that Sean and I have talked about making a YouTube video out of uh, because she has her whole side of the story that she would like to share. And if you guys want to get a YouTube video out of this where Sean and I sit down and, and talk about this story from both of our perspectives, then if you go to my website, andrewdeast.com forward slash 022, which is this episode number, uh, there'll be a little box there that you can leave your feedback on, what you'd like to hear from us if you have any questions, um, or just if you want to say, yes, I'd like to see a video on that. That would be fantastic. But for those of you who don't know yet, I had an amazing week in the sense that one of my lifelong dreams became a reality. And I got picked up by the Washington Redskins to play in my first NFL regular season game. It was a dream. It was everything I hoped it would be. Um, and I am so, so thankful. But I thought I'd take this episode to kind of walk you through how the whole thing happened and then my perspective on on the situation as well. Um, so to provide some backdrop, if you rewind the clock one week ago to, to last Monday... I was in Memphis, Tennessee um, with the Memphis Express, which is a part of the new startup football league called the Alliance of American Football, a.k.a. the AAF, a.k.a. the Alliance. And what the Alliance of American Football is, is essentially a feeder team where players can develop their skills and talents to get called up to the NFL, which is considered the big leagues. And so I had signed with the Memphis Express um, with the hopes that it would be an extremely fun experience. It would allow me to have a time in football that I would enjoy again because the past four years had been such a wild ride, so many ups and downs, more downs and up probably um, with getting cuts, getting cut from teams. And so I wanted to sign with the Alliance because – I viewed it as my last go around with football before I officially fully retired. 
And so I spent five days in Memphis doing a mini camp that was kind of a lead in to the, the bigger uh, season that started in January. It was kind of the, the foundational, uh, weekend that that the team had to get over all the organizational stuff down see the players and and polish some stuff up and so i i did enjoy my time and it was so much fun the guys down there were great the coaches were awesome um but on monday night which was the night before we were all breaking camp and and going back home i sat down with the punter brad and the kicker josh to tell them that I was going to quit football and be done with it forever because I viewed it as uh, too much of an opportunity cost uh, at this point in my life. Sean and I have so many wonderful projects that we're working on. Um, we have so many awesome fans and, and um, family stuff that, that we're doing um, that I viewed football as kind of a detraction to that, especially um, especially this feeder, feeder league where it's always my goal to make the NFL – um, I viewed the AAF as kind of like a, uh, watered down version of that. And it, it was never my dream to play in the AAF. I always wanted the NFL. And so, um, I talked with them. I actually recorded the clip <laughs> that I had, uh, that I told them that I was going to be quitting football because I viewed it as such a monumental moment in my life, having officially gotten over football. And so they, they kind of pushed back. They said, Hey man, you're good enough to play in the NFL. Just go through a year with this league and see if you get called up. And so I, I still was pretty hesitant. I said, no, I'm, I'm done. I need this. I have a wife and family to take care of. And that's my first priority. Um, so that's, that's how I left my, my time in Memphis. And I left Memphis to go to New York city where I was meeting Sean and Josh and Chelsea Axe so that we could hang out in New York city during the holiday time, see all the Christmas decorations and just kind of have a vacation. And so we sent, we spent Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night up there, and we had an absolute ball. We got to go see the Rockettes, which if you haven't seen the Rockettes, I would highly recommend going to see them if you're able to make it to New York City. Uh, caveat, my, my favorite part of the show is the Nutcracker scene, um, but that's irrelevant. So we woke up Friday morning having just spent this awesome three days in New York City uh, we got to go on the Dr. Oz show, and there's there just a ton that happened. So uh, we were in New York City, and we were eating breakfast, getting ready for our 1 o'clock flights to go back to Nashville. And we were at this place called ABC V. had awesome eggs and potatoes there when I got a call from Pete. Now, Pete is a scout for the Washington Redskins, and – I want to provide a little background information for you guys to understand how the whole process of NFL tryouts and signing with the team usually works. So the usual process is that a player like me would get contacted on Monday morning by the team who's looking at me. And I would get a call from the scouting department who would tell me to call my agent and discuss with them the opportunity and once I did, once I would have a call with the agent, I would call the scout back and say, yeah, we're good to go. Uh, I'm, I'm ready to be brought in for a tryout. At that point, the scout would put me in touch with the operations director who would essentially put me in touch with the travel agency to book a flight. And that all happens over a period of a couple hours. 
the time I first get contacted to the time I have my flight booked is probably two to three hours. And the flight is usually booked for a Monday night. And you get brought in on Monday night. You land on Monday night. They put you up at a hotel. Tuesday morning you wake up. They give you physicals. Um, They make you wait around for a couple hours before the teams and the fields are ready. Um, And then you go out on the field and and do probably a one-hour tryout in front of the coaches. And once you're done with that, they make you sit around for a couple hours until they put you on a flight back home um, if they didn't sign you. And so that's the usual process. But Pete calls me, and I know Pete from the previous times I had tried out for the Washington Redskins. They've brought me in a couple times over the past years. And uh, I hear complete stress in his voice. Things just seem totally frantic. He says, hey, we just found out that our long snapper got hurt. Again, this is Friday morning. He says, we have a game on Sunday in two days. Everybody over here is freaking out. I need to bring somebody in. Um, Send me your name, date of birth, and closest airport so that I can book a flight for you. And he says, by the way, you're not on the West Coast, are you? And I say, no, I'm in New York City. He says, that's perfect. If you're on the West Coast, I probably would be going with somebody else because we need to bring somebody in ASAP. So that's a whole blessing in in disguise in and of itself that I was in New York City. Even if I was in Nashville, the flight options would be pretty limited. And in New York, you have like three different airports to choose from. um, And the flight is only like an hour down to Washington, D.C. So, so many just blessings in disguise and, and wonderful coincidences there. But I get off the phone and I say, well, I need to call my agent about this because I have signed this contract with this startup league, the Alliance of American football that kind of prohibits me or makes it a little more difficult for me to co- contact NFL teams. So I call my agent and we're walking through what we need to do. And I'm not on the phone with my agent for more than two minutes. Uh, when I get a call back from Pete. So I have to switch lines. I talk to Pete and he, again, he's freaking out. He's like, Hey, you haven't texted me your, your flight information yet. I need you in here ASAP. And I'm just giggling because I'm like, you know, usually it's a little more relaxed of a process and they have their system that they have been doing for years. But he tells me, he's like, no, look, our, our guy has a back problem. He's out for months. Um, unfortunately their current snapper, Nick Sundberg had some issue, uh, that he was injured with. I don't even know if I can talk about it, but he's not able to play. So I I found all this information out and Pete's freaking out. I get a call from my agent. He's on the LR line. I got to switch back over. He figures things out on how to get me released from the Alliance team so that I can sign with the Redskins or try out for the Redskins. Um, there's a bunch of paperwork that need to be filled out. And I ultimately book a noon flight. So, again, at 1030, I'm chilling, eating breakfast with my friends. Next thing you know, I'm booked on a noon flight to go essentially sign with an NFL team and, and accomplish my goal. So I get on the flight. Uh, by the way, I sat next to this guy who taught me Hebrew. Pretty cool. I know some Hebrew language now. And I land around 2 o'clock Eastern time. I get picked up from one of the scouts. They bring me to the facility, and there's no waiting around like there usually is. He drop, he, he brings me into the locker room and says, you have five minutes to change before we bring you out to the field. 
because the punter and kicker want to work with you since we have a game in two days. Like they want to kind of get a feel for for how I how fast I throw the balls and and my accuracy and all this stuff. So I'm like, okay. So I change real quick, put my cleats on, go out on the field, and the weight coach is warming me up um, because I'm a little tight and stiff from the plane. And while we're doing this, the special teams coach is walking up and down the field with me, walking me through the plays and the schemes that the team runs because I, again, haven't been a part of the team as of yet. So I got to learn all this stuff before I start snapping to the punter and kicker because they have their rhythms and systems and all this. And so I'm like, you know, doing my warm up, getting the whole playbook, which is just nuts. We do like 10 minutes of warm up. Everybody's like rushing me. They're like, hey, hurry up so that we can get this over with and you can get the contract signed, yada, yada, yada. Um, so I rushed to the warm up, snap, snap to the punter who couldn't be more of an encouraging guy. His name is Tress Way. He's an absolute beast. And every single snap I had, he was like, great job, awesome ball, you're doing awesome, good job. Um, and then I snapped to the kicker, who again was super encouraging. And um, everybody's like kind of just chill about it, like, yeah, yeah, you're good. Yeah, you'll you'll be ready to go for Sunday. Again, this is in less than 24 hours, that we're, or sorry, 48 hours that we're going to be playing in an NFL game. And they're just like, yeah, you'll be fine. Um, the only guy that showed any type of concern was Doug Williams, who's an absolute legend of a NFL player. And he's a high up at, at the, uh, the Washington Redskins, uh, administration. Now he comes up and shakes my hand. He's like, Hey, you're not going to get out there on game day, get under the lights and pee down your leg. Are you? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, sir, I'm ready for this. this is what I've been working for. And, and uh, I feel totally comfortable. So, uh, caveat, I keep saying caveat. I'm not sure if that's the right word, but I always giggle. I don't know if you guys have seen any of my YouTube videos or Sean and I's YouTube videos, but I giggle a lot and in professional settings, that's not always a great thing. So I probably need to work on being a little more serious, but that's a personal problem. Um, so I get off the field after having done this 15, 20 minute tryout. I get back in the locker room and and they're rushing me around because they have deadlines for where the NFL or the NFL expects teams to have their final roster submitted by, and so they say, Andrew, you have five minutes to shower up. So I shower up, I go into the doctor, they do a quick physical on me. Fortunately, I've been healthy in my career, so it doesn't take that long. There's no X-rays that need to be done, um, and the equipment staff pulls me over and they're like, Hey, we need to fit you for your helmet and shoulder pads. Which I haven't been in helmet and shoulder pads since the last week of July, and now it's only the it's almost the last week of of December, so I forgot that whole part. And they fit me real quick, kind of just put me in the in the previous guy Nick's uh, outfit. I see them taking number fifty five jersey and cutting the old name Nichols off of it, so that they can stitch East on there. Um, and one of the unfortunate parts about this whole thing is, besides Nick being hurt, um, and that's the guy I was replacing. In order for them to sign me, they had to release another player to make room on the roster for me. So that's a whole bummer about the whole thing, but that's kind of the way the NFL works. And as you guys know, I have been a part of the losing side of that more than I have the winning side of it. But um, they did have to release a player. So I get fitted for all this stuff, um, and I get pulled in another direction. I have so many people 
just pulling me. I have the the doctor. I have the equipment guys. I have the security guy. I have um, the the secretary saying I need to make a copy of your life. And everybody's like needing something from me because there's so many different components that that need to be filled in before we jump on a flight to go play in a game in less than 48 hours. Uh, but they're saying, hey, we need to, we need you to sign your contract. So I go up to the, the, the front office. They give me a contract. Um, it's a two-year deal, which is fantastic. I signed the paper. I got a picture in case you were wondering, which is a little embarrassing, but I had to. And I didn't even have time to think about this whole thing. This was me <laughs> making a dream come true or me having a dream come true right in front of me, which is awesome. Um, and so after I signed the contract, I had to go meet with a couple other people, get some things taken care of. Um, I met with the special teams coach so that we can, we could like review some of the plays and I get back to my hotel room and I'm calling my wife, Sean and my mom and dad and my brother and cousin and all these people, um, to tell them the news that I had been signed and I was going to be playing. And so they're talking about booking flights and all this stuff. And I'm just exhausted. I don't even have time to process any of this. Um, so naturally I did what anybody would do in that situation. I took a nap and I woke up and the kicker had invited me to do an escape game with him and some of the other teammates. So we went out and did one of those escape games where we try to break out of the room in less than an hour which, by the way, we did in 45 minutes. Um, it was a blast. And then Saturday morning rolls around, and we had some meetings that we had to do as a team. We had a quick walkthrough, which, again, there was no live reps. And then we jumped on a plane to Jacksonville, and we landed down there. Sean met me. We had an awesome conversation, um, debriefing everything that had happened in the past 30 hours. It seemed like a lifetime. So much, so many huge events had happened. And then I slept like a baby that night. And on Sunday I woke up and got on the bus to go over to the stadium. And I got thrown into these, this game and I hadn't played essentially football. I like, there's a difference between practicing and getting practice reps versus NFL game day reps. There's a huge difference in speed and size and, and all this stuff. And, um, again, I haven't gotten a live rep since July. So it's been four months, but it was so cool to stand on that field, have a flyover of six F 16s over my head, look around and see 70,000 people in the stands, sing the pledge of allegiance, um, and have my family right behind me four rows up in the stands. Um, and so the game was an absolute blast. I thought I'd be more nervous than I was, but um, I was ready for it. I was prepared to play, which made everything so much more comfortable. Um, but to break down what happened in the game, um, we we punted the first time, and we were missing a player in punt, which had never happened to the Redskins all year. So that was the first first. And the guy I had the block was a six foot eight, three hundred fifty pound guy named Calias Campbell, who's an absolute animal. But I did my job and I blocked him. Thank goodness. The second punt, um, I was in on a tackle, which doesn't happen a lot for long snappers, and that was a blast. The third, the third play was a field goal, and we were again missing a player on field goal, which hadn't happened to the Redskins all year. So that was a second first. 
the third punt um, was tipped, which hadn't happened to the Redskins all year. The fifth punt was normal. The sixth punt was returned for a touchdown, which hadn't happened to the Redskins all year. We had two field goals, which were really great, a 46-yarder and a 36-yarder. And then at the very end of the game, we had a game-winning field goal, which, again, had not happened to the Redskins all year. And so there were so many firsts that happened. Um, It was like literally in my position, long snapper, anything that you can experience as a long snapper, I experienced all of that in in one game. And not only one game, my first game. Um, And so it was just an absolute blast, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. But as I loaded up the bus on the way back, I was just finally able to stop and think about everything that just happened. And and it was just so crazy to think that um, the last time I was in pads was against the Jacksonville Jaguars, and that's who we, we just played. That was the last time I was at the stadium was when I was getting cut. And I was thinking about the past four and a half years, the seven teams, sorry, the the five teams I've been on under the seven contracts. Now it's eight contracts and six teams. And thinking about if I would change anything. Um, And while difficult, and while extremely challenging and not enjoyable all the time, I wouldn't trade anything for the things that I was able to experience over the past four years because of the fact that I didn't make an NFL team. And if you're out there chasing your dream, whether that's getting an education or pursuing an athletic dream or a certain job or maybe it's a relationship, whatever it is, the maturing that you do before you reach your dream or on the way to reaching your dream is so very important. And I'm trying to say it in original in an original way because so many people say that it's it's the journey, not the destination. Um, but that really is true. And I might have a different perspective on this whole thing if I had spent four and a half years and never achieved my dream. Um, but I think that, that a different perspective isn't needed because the amount of maturing that I did because I didn't achieve my goal and the amount of, I've learned because I didn't achieve my goal and the things that I had to do to, uh, grow personally and the perspective changes that I had because I didn't achieve my goal are so much more valuable than me actually playing in the NFL. And the fact that I ultimately got there makes a great story. Don't get me wrong. And the way it all went down makes a great story. But I say this in an encouraging way that, A, don't take for granted wherever you're at, whether you're living after a dream or whether you're chasing it, um, and maybe you're chasing it successfully. Don't take that for granted. Because wins are hard to come by in life. So you should celebrate the small wins. You should celebrate the big ones for sure. But don't forget about celebrating the small ones because wins do not come often in life. Or maybe you're chasing your your dream and you're unsuccessful. Don't take that for granted because whether you know it or not, you are learning 
invaluable lessons that will serve you later on in life. And I truly believe that the highest peaks in life follow the deepest valleys that you can, that you experience in life, that the highest highs and the biggest enjoyment and the most amount of fun you can have come after the most difficult times in life, the saddest times, whatever it is you're going through, know that, that that phase ends and another one begins. Um, and so maybe you're chasing a dream and you don't know if it's the right thing to do or not. You don't know if you're being foolish pursuing it or not. I would advise that you sit down with close counsel, with with close friends, um, wise mentors, whoever it is, and talk with them about what it is that they see your calling as. And now everybody has their own opinion, but but it is important to get third-party affirmation, if you will, in some senses, Um of, hey, you know what? You're on the right track. You have the talents. You have the capabilities. You just haven't caught in your break yet. That's what it was for me. I knew I had the talent. I knew I had the the ability, and I knew that I could do it. I just hadn't caught my break yet. And I was sick of tired, and sick and tired of waiting around for that break, so I was ready to quit, but I knew that I could do it. It's important for you, if you're chasing a dream, to know that you have the talents and capabilities or, or your, your, uh, you have the potential for that. Um, if not, maybe it's, if you don't have the talents and capabilities, maybe it's not something you're called to. And that's okay because I truly believe that you are called to do something amazing. We are all created to achieve great things. One thing for me that I struggled with was knowing whether I was chasing a dream and only getting caught up on obstacles and this is something I needed to persevere through or whether it was something that because of these obstacles and um, difficulties and challenges that I was going through, that it wasn't something that I was supposed to be doing and that those challenges were indications or signals that I should be doing something else with my life. And so in football, that's what I was balancing is, hey, do I need to keep pushing through this so that uh, I can prove myself and ultimately play? Or have I not made it yet because I'm not supposed to be making it? And so I think there are ways that you can know whether it is merely an obstacle or whether it's a signal that you need to be doing something else, whatever you're confronting. And for me, since I kept getting calls from NFL teams, I felt like I was able to do it. I had the talent, and these were just obstacles that I needed to overcome before achieving my goal. I mean, I've gotten tryouts with literally every single NFL team I've been in front of all the coaches, have signed with so many, and I was just waiting for my opportunity to break in. And so I don't know what your situation is, but take a step back, talk with these mentors, have these hard conversations, and decide, is this an obstacle or is this a nudge that I need to go in another direction? I would have to say this, and I said this on Instagram. If you guys follow me, uh, you've already heard this, but, you know, your dream might not come true today. It might not happen tomorrow. You might have to endure years before you see that dream come true. But I truly believe that if you stick it out and you're sure of your calling and you persevere through the tough times, we are each created to achieve big things. Now, it's God's timing and it all happens on God's timing and that's important. And we need to go through whatever we learn 
in that journey. Um, but you can do it. So there's my rah-rah speech for today. Um, I sit here extremely grateful. And I'm laughing to myself about how this whole thing happened. I couldn't have written a better story. Um, but I hope that you guys look at my story and, and gain some type of inspiration or some type of encouragement. Um, I love talking with you guys about this. I, I, I reply to every DM that I get on Instagram. So please reach out to me on that platform. Um, and I'd love to talk to you guys about what you're going through. Um, whether it's a celebration, a small win or, a uh, something that you're struggling with. I'd love to talk to you guys about it. Thank you for listening. Uh, again, next week we get back to the interviews. Uh, I am flying to Nashville to play the, the Titans. It's crazy to me that my first game was against the team that just cut me. My second game is back home in Nashville. Um, but that's where I'll be this weekend. Sean will be there and, um, I'm really looking forward to it, but I hope you guys have a fantastic week and we will see you later. Bye-bye. Hey guys, it's Andrew, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of Redirected. If you find this podcast valuable, there are a lot of ways you can support it. You can review it on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever platform you happen to listen from. You can share it with your friends on social media, blogs, or on your own podcast. Also, head over to andrewdes.com for more information and to request your favorite celebrity, entrepreneur, athlete, or anyone else who inspires you. And while you're at my site, be sure to sign up for my newsletter so you can get updates on other fun stuff going on. Also, you guys know I love connecting with you, so if you want to reach out to me directly on Instagram or Twitter, my handle is at Andrew D. East. Thanks again, and we hope to see you next time on Redirected. Oh, yeah.